Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash cashing in for your free audiobook download. Audible, we got some books for you. That's their new theme song. Just made that up. Listen whenever and wherever you want, just like the podcast you are listening to right now. Audible has over 100,000 titles to choose from. Every genre, Audible has it covered. Right now I'm reading Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. It's the best book I've read in the last, like, two years. And it's on audible.com, so check it out. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash cashing in for a free audiobook download. Audible, we got some books for you. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy, and I'm sitting here with TJ Miller. How hey you go, guys, what fun! <laughs> I'm so excited. We have such good news. Oh, to the tell. best news! This is the most amazing thing. I mean, I can't believe it. Uh, this is our final podcast. This, this is, is it. it. This is it. This is the final thing. We did it. This is it. We did it. We, we made it work. It. We have been bought out. We've been oh. bought out. Uh, we have a, a, a we have a podcast. We've been sold to uh, Long John Silver's, and uh, it looks I, like TJ and I are going to be very rich men. They I gave mean, us stock I, options. I can't wait because we always listen. And I, you know, you always said this from the start. You said, TJ, I'm in this for the money. Oh, totally. You I'm know, in podcasting the for money. the money. I like from the, the very start. smell of it. Yep. I like being around money. Oh, there's been some very rich men that became rich by podcasting, and that's why you got into it. And I always said, if I can get a sweet, sweet taste. That podcast money. Oh, that tasty, Once you sell out. Buttery pod and money. And I, yeah. I was always targeting uh, Friendster yeah. or LinkedIn yeah. as possible places to sort of sell to, but to yeah. have Long John Silver's. I was in early. I, I would say one of the most respected fast food oh, fish course. chains. And, yeah, and let me tell you this, buddy. Right? Yeah, one of the most respected. I mean, Katie's uh, in here. Yeah. Katie's here. We're here at the Nerdist today because oh, it's, we're celebrating. celebrating. We're I getting some, drunk. I brought some, I brought some, some tilapia flavored Doritos. Doritos, which tilapia they're, they're, style. They're offering at uh, Long John Slivers right now. Yeah, no, it's so tasty. And the thing is, a lot of people wanted in on it. I don't know if you heard TJ, but uh, there was a uh, the CEOs went at it from Chipotle. There was a bidding war. There was a bidding war. Uh, they had a piggyback race uh, to decide who got it. I wish you would have told me that. You know, I've been doing that. Yeah, and Long John Silver's, they are not just long, they're fast. Because they they won. And uh, who better to have? Here's the thing. Let me just stop you here for a second. Mm -hmm. So you, instead of having an all-out bidding war where you had them sort of raise the amount that they would buy the podcast for, you just had them have a piggyback race? Yeah, I I wasn't totally in charge of it. Uh, you know, I was in charge of how it all worked, but bottom line, we have more stock options and we know what to do with. I'm going to get to, I mean, I, the minute I get off the air today, uh, I'm going to join the Tumbleweed Radio. I'm going to be starting. I can't off. believe it. Yeah, and I, yeah. I told you I'm buying 
that Carnival cruise ship that had fecal hallways. Oh, yeah, because could, you could really turn that into a profit. It's it's only $2,500. Yeah. Wall-to-wall carpets. Yeah, they're, wall they're shit, they're war shit covered. carpets. Wall-to-wall carpets. I like wall-to-war carpets. Yeah, yeah. hardwood decks, too. Hardwood decks. It. Yeah, This is so exciting. So... And so Long to, John Silver's so one appre- it's, it's, it's fan appreciation episode, it's time basically. to say goodbye. It's, it's time to say goodbye to the 12 and a half. It's time to say goodbye and say hello to the fish fry. I don't, I don't even think they knew that we just have 12 and a half listeners. I think that, you know, I kind of exaggerated well, that was the smartest bit. thing that you did because you didn't tell them, you wouldn't release the actual numbers. Not the actual many, numbers. I said 12 and a half and then they, 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 they thought 12 and a half million. And I just kind of let it go. Kind of let like it go. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of let it go. And that's a lot of fish fry right there. A lot of fish fry. But I'm excited because we're going to do an all-maskers episode. People Crispy have been asking for this. golden. Yeah. It's a shame we couldn't get to the full year. This is our 51st episode. It's a shame we never got there. But you who know what? It's gives worth, a who shit? gives a shit I mean, about I need who gives a shit? that money. <laughs> Come on, people. I blew... You've blown a lot of it up I your blew, nose already, haven't well, you? Well, yeah, yeah, and it's all nasal sprays. Yeah, yeah, I It's know. the foreign ones. It's the saline nasal mm-hmm. sprays. But I've blown about $400,000 on carnival games. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's one way to spend your money. $230,000 on that. You know the one where you have to throw the penny well, you have and so make m- it land in the You have the, so many stuffed plate? animals at your house. I was wondering about that. I had, to, actually I had, to, buy, I had to buy a two-bedroom Eight and a half bath apartment. Well, because in Beverly Hills, just the bathroom, for the stuffed animals. Well, the stuffed animals they shit all over the place. So you need a lot of bathrooms. <sighs> Jesus, maskers, buddy. We're I mean, I'm so all. excited. And th- listen, this is for the fans. This is for you guys. We're so sorry heading in like this, but they're turn. I think Long John Silver's is sort of taking a different direction with the podcast. They're replacing both of us. Yeah, and they're getting an, uh, a guy named Brash Tevy. Brash Tevy and mm-hmm. a guy named T. Gay Whatwiller. Oh, so it's a whole different direction that they're going. And it's mostly going to be fish-related. They're going to talk about fish fries, mm-hmm. different ty- how, types of seafood that you can fry. Yeah. And I think it's still going to be really funny. You know, they're keeping all the original yeah, categories. Yeah, keep listening if you want to. I mean, we don't give a shit either way, but but keep listening if you feel I, like it. I, th- I think you tune in next week and you see the what the where were you, mm-hmm. you know, the essential questions of uh, fish nature, I think yeah, they changed they it to. Yeah, that. Uh, practical yeah. fishing in a modern, modern age. age. Um, fishalize mm-hmm. was it officialized? Yeah, that was analyzing taking fish it to the tweets. fish. Yeah, taking it to the feet. Taking, taking fish to the, to the tweets. Taking it to the seats, <laughs> the ocean seats. To the ocean seats. Yeah, uh, I think they're doing instead of triple banger lightning round, they're doing a triple flounder. <laughs> That's it. Just triple. Just flounder. triple flounders. Yeah. Um, T- triple flounder uh, lightning rounders. And what they do is they'll ask three questions about flounders. Yeah, and the maskers, I guess, is going to be called uh, uh, tuna fishers. <laughs> I got to say, the one thing I yeah. am upset about is how bad they are at renaming yeah, the Yeah, really, they really didn't take it It far seems like they, they didn't even prepare. I don't the, think they cared at all. Well, hey, yeah. I'm just loving that. Now, are you getting – I'm getting half of the money in American currency and then yeah. half of it in fried cod bites. Uh, yeah, you didn't make. I, I made a little bit better deal. Um, au contraire, mon frère. Yeah, Touche. I, I think a... actually, I. I mean, have you ever have you ever sat in a pile 
of uh, cod bites that is larger than you yourself? Well, I no, I have no, I, I have not. So that I, I don't not. know if you've lived, and I certainly don't know why you would need. Well, my deal had some potential. It was uh, half of it was in stock options, mm. the other half in uh, fishnets stockings. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I could use those in two ways. I can sell them to women, or yeah, I can the fish option with them. to wear the control. fishnet stockings. I can do either one. If I go on a cruise, I can troll for fish okay. with these stockings. They're quite long. Let's move it along. Let's do it. Let's do an all maskers. But you know Let's what? We really still start off with the triple, triple banger lightning round. Uh, final the last edition. one, guys. Final round. So exciting to make so much money the final off of banger. the premier fast food fish franchise in America. Uh, this is the final triple banger, but we're going to use uh, bangers that were sent to me by the uh, I love by the that. listeners because we uh, want to have fan appreciation. By the listeners and for the listeners. This one was uh, from Wilder Barbieri. Uh, and Wilder writes, uh, rum, totally fake name. Yeah, yeah. Rum, Xanax, and a bacon chaser. Not just for breakfast anymore. Now I, I have to answer this one. Incidentally, I, I that rum, Xanax, and a bacon chaser. That's a uh, uh, number four on the menu at Long John Silver's. I mean, if you're chasing any sort of liquid with bacon. Mm-hmm. I think you've had enough to drink. Well, is it bacon bits in a, in a shot know. glass? I picture a shot glass with bacon you bits. You do. I, yeah. I picture it's a sort chaser. of slurping down full bacon slices mm-hmm. and sort of chasing it out. And it will work. I mean, you know, it will totally eliminate the taste of what you're eating or drinking when it's just bacon. But, yeah, that is a number three on the uh, mm-hmm. LJS. Yeah, number four. Yeah, it's number, uh, number four. four. I think it is yeah. number three. Also, uh, that's people get confused. Not a huge yeah. range yeah. of uh, food number options. three has cod liver involved too. Yeah, there's a cod liver element. I love a little cod optional. liver. Optional, stock, stock optional side dish. <laughs> stock optional. We walked away with that, didn't we? Ah, uh, we're we're rich so now. Exciting. We're rich. I feel different. I I have you know, and I I don't want to say how much money I'm getting, but. Uh, I've nearly made back a third of the money that I've lost in carnival games. Mm. And I, you know, the penny one where you throw it on the plates and it's supposed to land yeah. and stay. That's about $220,000 doing that. And it's not as much that I lost the money. It's yeah. that I lost the time going to the bank, no, hauling the pennies, <laughs> throwing them, going a while. back to the bank, yeah. cashing them in for pennies. It takes a while. Back to the plates. I like to keep things simple. I'm wearing a uh, gold-plated cod piece. I love as we that. Speak. Yeah, gold-plated. And cod that's piece. A, and, and you know, cod obviously is a big fish for Long John Silver's. <laughs> so the, I like that the cod piece is sort of adorned with a uh, gold visage yeah. of a cod's yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question uh, number question two. two, two, two. This is from our, our friend uh, Jonas Polsky. He always has huh. some good ones. And uh, I'm going to read a couple from him because he's a he's a very funny guy. Check him out at Jonas Polsky. Can a conjoined twin sneeze and bless itself? Hmm. Because hmm. I, I think conjoined twins uh, sneeze Jonas. at the same time, don't they? Usually, I think if one sneezes and the other doesn't, the first sneeze it's is an suspect. act of betrayal. Yeah, it's an act of betrayal. Well, isn't it's it? suspect. I mean, it might not even be a it might be a false sneeze. Hmm. I question the veracity of the sneeze. <laughs> Well, let's just say it happened. I don't think you bless yourself, but you say bless us. Yeah, bless us or bless you? Bless the two of us. Bless us. God bless us. Every two. Bless me? All two of us. Bless me. Sometimes they go, bless me, bless you. Bless the you part of me? Yeah. 
Hmm. I think bless us. Bless us. Okay, that's what you say. Second one from Jonas. Uh, is there a good way to say good morning that could be construed as sexual harassment? Yeah, I think so, Ready? Good morning. Give me some of that. I'm taking a bacon chaser after I eat that. Set us on up. <laughs> and that, uh, that, coincidentally, every time I wake up <laughs> next to my houseboy, Turnance, of... Uh, <laughs> He's been living with me for about 14, uh, Here 15 we go. years. And I'll wake up every morning and I'll go, give me that, woo, sunny side up. And then he'll go and make me uh, whatever he wants sunny side up. I mean, yeah. I've had a turkey sandwich sunny side up. It's it really, anything can be sunny side up if it's facing the sun. Mm, that's true. If you're outdoors and part of the, the food is facing skyward. Is, are people doing a sunny side down? Why are people specifying that? Nobody. Have you ever had eggs sunny side down? I'll have it sunny terrible. side down. That just means they come over and I'd they like throw it on the ground. I'd like my down. Yeah, I they just throw them on egg. the ground under your table, and they say, yeah. eat them from there. Can I, have a, uh, can I have my eggs eclipsed? I mean, what, sunny side up? Uh, I'll it's have, redundant. I'll have my eggs cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> I love that film. It's, you know, I didn't mean to bring it up, but Which I... Which one? Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, I geez. love it. But I do, you, really... you know, I like saying... Yeah, no, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Have you seen that film? Yes, I have. We've talked uh, about it on this very podcast. Who gives a shit? I don't care I if complained. I repeat. I, I'll repeat everything I said. No, no, no. I'm, I complained about that. As long as Johnny Silvies. I thought it was a good movie, but I complained that it was the same plot as previous movies. You know, it was interesting. As you came to the end of that sentence, your brain was like, I don't remember what I had said it was the same as. So you just said previous movies. I'm wearing a gold-plated codpiece. I'm not exactly in my right mind. You have a baseball cap made out of platinum <laughs> that is turned backwards because you're podcasting. <laughs> we are both wearing bronze headphones, which is not as impressive as gold or silver headphones, but it's still pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm I, wearing a brass codpiece. Because I spent all my money on carnival games. Yeah. And, a lot and, of stuffed uh, animals. crispy cod bites. And eight different bathrooms. Here's the thing. We talked about this. Um, you know, it's, it's just the, the movie industry does kind of retread the same ideas. It was a good version of that movie. But it was a very similar movie to Toy Story in terms yeah. of, you know, these creatures, they, they these toys, they figure out what they're doing. I don't think that's... And they're in the other world. Or, or uh, Night at the Museum or whatever, and they all come to life when everyone's sleeping. And I'm just saying they're all the same movie. And I'm just Have saying, you seen A Good Day to Die Hard? I have not seen that. Ugh, it is just a goddamn rehash of Driving Miss Daisy. I mean, it's the same <laughs> fucking shit. No, my point's... Over and over! I think I make a good point. And I also made a good point, the maskers, or the... Um, the maskers, the uh, uh, Oscars was a few weeks ago, and I think I made a good point uh, early on in our podcasting about uh, you know how actors get a lot of credit as an art form that maybe they shouldn't always get. When you have a nine-year-old getting a Best Actress nomination, there's not many art forms where a nine-year-old could compete and it just as some you no, know you, you I, I actually i met her doing chelsea i'm sure lately. she's great i'm sure she's wonderful well, she's more articulate than you are no okay i'm glad this is our final podcast well i'm just saying <laughs> she might i don't be. have to act i don't have to suck up to that squinus <laughs> because i you know there aren't going to be any guests on okay. here anymore except for longshore fishermen <laughs> look a magician a juggler they don't get a lot of um credit artistically 
Because, but but no nine year old can compete with the best magician or jugglers artistically, or musician, or most other mm-hmm. art forms. Painter, you can put a nine year old actress across from Academy Award winner, and they don't miss a beat. So I don't think it's as high of an art form. So that's how I feel. What do you think is an art form that doesn't get enough of attention? Uh, stand up comedy. I think it's very difficult. You think there should be an award show for stand up comedy? Why not? I mean, I, I think it's – that's another thing. I mean, we've talked about this before. I think it's weird we're giving awards to the people that get the most credit in our entire country for their jobs. They get love and adulation. We are giving them awards. We're not giving awards to other people. We give awards to the sportsmen. Look, I think I think uh, sports awards when you win is one thing. The ESPYs are stupid. Really? That's the only thing dumber than the Oscars for me. I, in my the opinion, ESPYs. it's the worst name for an award show dumb. you could ever really come dumb. up with. The ESPYs. The ESPYs dumb. We, the, I we thought it have, was the ESPYs You for play sports uh, to win, uh, and then that is your reward. You don't need someone voting. Well, you get a little ring. You get a ring. You know, if, a you go, if you really go all the way, you get a little ring. You might even get a gold uh, cod piece. You can get a sport. cup. If you're you can really, get a really big cup. You know, big cup if you're a fisherman. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bassmaster. Fish nets. 213. Let's move along to triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question, Question number three. two. Three, three, three. I think it's three. Who three. cares this anymore? This one's from Andrew Nelson at Vitamins 3. What's worse, hot girl with hand tattoo or guy with lower back tattoo? Hmm. Hot girl with, repeat it, hands Hot girl with hand tattoo or guy with lower back tattoo? Oh, I think guy with lower back tattoo, especially if it says, come on in, the squayness is warm. <laughs> I don't think anyone has that tattoo. I have it on my what back. If, what if it's a guy it's with on my a lower back, back? What if it's a guy with a back tattoo that says, that has a girl with a hand tattoo on it? You're screwed. Mm. What if what if the what if the girl's hand tattoo? She's super hot. I mean, she's like a European model. You know, she's got two breasts, and and she has her hand tattoos say, "I like guys with lower back tattoos." Mm. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty. If, if it says that on her hand, I think a hot girl with a nice hand tattoo is actually pretty. You have a back tattoo though, and I, I think you mentioned this on an earlier episode. Mm-hmm. It's just the uh, uh, your your ass crack. Is, you just extended it further. I just up extended your back. it on a. It's t- a tattoo of an ass crack towards my shoulder blades. Yeah, so it's not so it's quite actually in quite between. A, so you have an elongated, extra long ass crack tattoo. And I got that actually to my houseboy Tiernan. Uh, he has an extended anus crack, and it goes it goes actually all the way up past his neck, up round, and you can just see it peeking out. A lot of people think he has a widow's peak, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. It's his ass crack coming all the way up round and to the front. Okay, okay. I see. I see where you're going there. And I can't stand it. I mean, I keep saying, you know, either be a plumber or see a doctor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's move along to the maskers. We're going to do our maskers episode. We're going right into it, guys. I am so excited. Like 85% of superheroes, this is maskers. All right. And this is our uh, fan appreciation episode. And I I just want to say, I just want to take this time to say, in all seriousness, we really love uh, the the people we've met from the show that listen. I, I, this is such a thrill. We appreciate you listening. Here's what I've always... I I really like the people I've met. I appreciate it. You know, we know that there aren't a lot of you. There's, you know, a little more than 12, Mm -hmm. about the same amount less than 13. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's just been exciting that people got behind it. You know, I I wouldn't call it a cult following because I don't think we could get any of you to drink Kool-Aid or kill Mm -hmm. your neighbors. Mm -hmm. But 
I think people really enjoyed it. And I think for those of you that are fish fans out there, you're going to love what the podcast becomes. And for those of you that uh, don't like Long John Silvers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll be not laughing all the way to the bank, but smirking for a quarter of the way. It's kind of guffawing <laughs> for another quarter. And then the last half of the way to the bank, we'll probably, just sort of yeah. be morose. Yeah, probably, probably. This one is from Timothy James Markham. What would be the worst meal to order for a last meal if you were on death row? And I've thought about this, and this takes us to a practical living in a modern age. Um, I've actually thought about this quite a while. If How long would you In say? an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you Practical Living in the Modern Age. Katie was, Katie's right on it. Well, I you appreciate did, Yeah, you did tell Katie that I didn't we're only her. doing masks. I know. I warned. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not making fun of her. She was on it quicker than... than uh, I mean, I am. Because you have to remember, she composed the song and then played it. She's wearing That's a captain's easy. hat. I yeah, mean, she, she got a cut of this money. Yeah. Just the same as all of us. Yeah. She's eating a plate of, uh, of Long John Silvers right now. It's Long actually, John's. Long John Silvers. No, I like Long John. I actually believe she's eating a number four right now. Long John Silvers is a lot of crabgrass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. This is a practical We made living. so much money from this merger. Uh, now, this is a practical living. I think if you're on death row, and I know a lot of us might be at some point. In fact, I know Triscuit Hurlebutton is on death row well, right now. Well, some of our listeners are, and yeah, Triscuit. Yeah, Triscuit, uh, the Elvis, or the Elvis, the uh, T.J. Miller impersonator has he been was, fingered uh, for the murder of Mackie Sasso. Well, and he was also convicted of high seasoning. So high it, seasoning. It's a yes. high treason where you've <laughs> over-seasoned the cod. <laughs> In any event, so I'll probably talk to him about this if I ever get to talk to Triscuit again, the T.J. Miller impersonator who was wrongly accused of the death of... Well, I asked him to come to this, this our final episode, and well, he he's, said, Well, he's in solitary confinement, yeah. so that, that didn't help. In any event, I, I, I'm going to have to talk to him about this. Practically living in modern age, uh, during a masker's question, the key is you keep sending your food back. It doesn't matter what you order, but keep sending it back until you get pardoned. What do you think? That's really it. So if what I'm do you say? You're just row. like, this steak is undercooked, there, now there's, it's I say, there's too much butter in this, and you send it back. Or, I, there's some hair in my food. You say it like, <laughs> yeah, because no one can refuse a guy who's saying, "There's some hair in my, There's some hair in my yeah. food." Okay, so you keep sending it back, and you also take a really long time to eat it because until you finish your meal, they can't kill you. you I, I do like that, and then I would say the worst one you can get is, you know, you get something like, uh, well, I don't want to say this, but I guess the deal's already done. You get sort of a, a fish with its bone in, you know. Mm. Because you don't want to choke to death during your last meal. That's what I always fear. You don't think so? You'll die because of your last meal. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're saying you'd rather die on the guillotine, which is how they do it now? I don't think they do. And I think it's pronounced Gaiuhini. Oh, okay. That's a French pronunciation. Yeah, but I... No, no, I, Mostly they're doing lethal injections. Okay. Uh, so you'd rather they're die They're doing lethal, lethal weapon marathons. Lethal, yeah, you have to watch Lethal Weapon 4 until you die. And then they're doing uh, electric chair, and they're doing the electric boogaloo, which is where you have to sort of do that dance City until you die. Well, and you watch City Sickers and Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> That's combining two different movies. Mm-hmm. Legend of Curly's Gold was what I was thinking of. Legend of uh, Curly's Golden Brown Crispy <laughs> Cod Bites. I love them and they're worth everything. Uh, maskers, Maskers. We got another one. Scott Jamieson 
J A M I E S O N. Scott. At Mr. Jamieson. I hate to be the first one to tell you, you spelled it wrong. <laughs> you spelled your own name wrong since you've been born. Uh, I hate it when people tell you that. Sometimes people tell me I pronounce my name wrong. Because it's pronounced Koosh, right? It's supposed to be pronounced. Koosh Levy. Yeah, it's pronounced Levy. Now, I can, I'm pretty much free to just, uh, you know, pronounce it any way I want. A lot of people uh, pronounce it, uh, you know, Long John Salvers. I don't think anybody. No, I don't think so. Long John Salvers. Salvers sounds like a group of people that put uh, salves on you, right? Isn't that a, a balm? Yeah, that is a balm. That's a balm aimed at... Fortunately, can't be used on a canker sore. Nothing uh, can cure a canker sore. Nothing cures a canker sore except for another canker sore. Mm, yeah. You put a canker sore on top of a and canker sore. you've got sore. that stanky kank, you got to see a doctor. Stank kank. Yeah. Yeah, the stank cankers. Scott Jameson... Is a cactus an acceptable substitute for flowers on special occasions? A cactus. I like it. I like it, Scott. We've talked about this. I don't understand. It's unoriginal to bring flowers. Would you I give think a, a woman tree, a cactus? We've would? talked about it. I think a redwood tree is the way to go. You really? You would bring a woman a cactus? Absolutely. Cacti? I'd bring her one or two. Two of them would be cacti. I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't understand why. It seems very unoriginal that we keep bringing them all flowers. Well, everybody does. You know, everybody does the same ones. They do roses. They do. Tulips, I say, yeah, carnation of Venus flytrap, but the, the problem with the cactus is you're sort of giving her the vibe that she's a little prickly. Don't you think? Mm. No, I think you're saying soften this up for me. Really? Because I, I feel like you're sort hot of saying- mama. Hot you, mama. Yeah, you got you to gotta call her hot mama yeah. when you give her a cactus. Yeah. But don't you think you're sort of saying like, unless you really make it clear why it's a cactus- it feels like it's a, it's it's a comment on her as a woman. Hmm. I think but it's I know sometimes her, maybe I'll give her a first date. Maybe I'll give her a cactus day. and I'll I'll bring it in on a camel. Okay. And I'll say, "Honey, you don't need much water." <laughs> Listen, I what what about my tree idea? The redwood? Yeah, I think you bring a redwood tree. That's impressive. It is, that is such a hard thing to transport. Hmm. Is it a full-grown redwood? You could bring her a baby red. What about what about a bonsai tree? And you try and kind of make your genitalia look bigger. Mm, that would be good. Give it to her naked, and you go. I got a dick the size of a tree, sister. Mm-hmm. Now it depends where you live too. Let's say you live in a rainforest, mm-hmm. which a lot of us do. You bring someone a cactus, and you live in a rainforest, and so does she. It's very unique because there aren't any there. Mm-hmm. You know, but Let's if you live you- in the desert, then you got to bring her something. Right. You know, that takes vegetation. And if you live in a arborarium. Yeah. Is that in an arborarium or arbitrarium? If you live in an arborarium, uh, you just bring her a stone. Mm. Yeah. Bring her a rock. Well, this this brings us to the next one. Greg Coase. What Greg, is it? I think it's arbitrarium. Arbitrarium? We're going to need an arbitrator Arbitrarium is people that are ar- very arbitrary. About arboreums. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. which which there's not a lot of those, but it, you got them. I don't think this, I pronounced it correctly even once. This this brings us to the next question. There, oh. Greg Coase, C O E S writes: When picking up a date from her parents' house, how do you divert the father's attention from your prelongated penis? So he's saying that sometimes you mm-hmm. wait. You know, you show up with an, an erection, uh, which uh, you know, I, and that's where I think the tree comes in because you you have the tree to cover that up. Yeah. Um, I think it's better to show up with a sticky zipper. 
I I always I think say, you try not to show up with a prelongator. Isn't a prelongated penis better than a postlongated? Because you don't want to leave the date, get home, and slowly grow into yourself, so mm, to speak. Mm. Well, I think for a first date, it's better to have a post. Really? Yeah, postlongated. Prelongated, it does send a bad message when you show up. Here's what I'll do: canopy. I'll come in getting all your soldiers in the canopy. Yeah, <laughs> I'll come in with. Uh, with another little erection hanging like on my shoulder, mm-hmm. I'll say, "Is that a parrot?" <laughs> Just kidding. It's a prelongated penis that I perched on my shoulder. <laughs> and then the father kind of is like, "What's going on?" Then I can slip in and sit down and cross my legs to sort of cover my own issue. Okay, okay, that's one advice uh, for people there. Don't you think? Yeah, I think that could work. Luke, Luke writes. Uh, Luke, at and I've met Luke. Luke's a great guy. At Luke. B-O-U-R-A-S-S-A, at Luke Borassa. Is it a compliment or an insult if your neighbor asks you to build him a fence? I think it's, I think it's a, a, an insult. I don't think it's great. But I think we have to factor in that nobody likes their neighbors. And I, I was just wanting to talk to you about this because I went on that cruise and Peru hates Chile and Chile hates Peru. And when I was in Belize, Belize hates Guatemala and Guatemala hates nobody likes their neighbor. That's part of why you know historically no one's gotten along for the last three or four uh, thousand years, and and so you have to. But expect do you think your people in you know in neighborhoods really usually don't like their neighbors? People don't get along with their neighbors. There's always one neighbor nobody gets along with on either side or, or behind them. I, people don't get along, and that's why this experiment we have in America. I don't get too serious here on a final podcast, but that's why this experiment. It's going to take a long time with people from different countries living together like this. It's well, going to take a long time. for Because France hates England. England hates France. We've talked about it. Different groups don't get along very well. And it's going to take a long time until thousands of years until we intermingle enough where we've all had sex with each other enough. Where, and that's going to take that's the a long it. time. Yeah, right, yeah. It's going to take so long. Well, Because right now it's not working. We do not feel as unified. When I go to Peru... I, they seem to have more unity than America does. We, we are not unified uh, because we have so many different races here, and it's a wonderful, noble experiment. But so far, it's not working because it's going to take a long time. Well, first of all, I disagree. I think it's working better than – I mean a lot of countries don't enjoy their neighbors because they of the history they have. But, you know, I think, no, it can be a very different situation. You can – you know, it, let's say you're insecure about your fence-building abilities. Right. Yeah. And you're kind of moping around. You've been sort of knocking wood into the ground. You've been trying to get chicken wire okay. around posts. Okay. You're just not sure how to do it. And the neighbor says, hey, will you build me a fence? That's going to build you up. That's mm, going to build. That's true. You're not so you're only building a fence. He's person, building your confidence in your own fence yeah. well, building I've, I've met. Lu- I've met Luke. I, I don't get a sense he's like a master fence builder. But oh. you're saying maybe it's common. Maybe it's a, it's a, it's a testament to his manhood. It's like, dude, you can build a, build yeah. a fence. I can't. What yeah. if it's a really? What if it's the guy? What if it's a neighbor who's like, "Hey, Derek, listen, can you build a fence? I right. tried last okay. week, and both my hands got cut. Right, and I, there was blood streaming down my forearms. And somebody said, look at old red arms over there.' <laughs> now, what if I? What if he then said, uh, "I want barbed wire on top? Do you think that would be?" Insulting. Then you're getting into the then insult. Then you're getting insulted. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And okay. I, you know, what I do whenever a neighbor makes me build a fence with barbed wire, I will sort of say, 
fence is done and then throw whatever pet they have into the air towards the top of the fence. Towards the top of the electrical fence and yeah. electrocute them. And I've always found that electrified barbed wire is a little too much. It's a little it's much. Just a bit redundant. It doesn't help the you neighborhood. Yeah. It doesn't help the psyche of the neighborhood. It's not helping the morale of the neighborhood that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Even if someone gets caught in the barbed wire, I want them to be being electrocuted mm-hmm. as they're being cut. <laughs> You know, so that someone's like, yikes, I'm bleeding down my forearms and getting electrocuted. <laughs> People are saying, old shocking red arms over here. Uh, Greg Stephanakis. It's asked, pronounced Stephanopoulos. Uh, Stephanakis, S-T-E-F-A-N-A-K-I-S. If I'm served stale non at a restaurant, is it appropriate to employ Hanna Barabi's code? Now, I've downloaded Hannah Murabi's code. It's from the uh, 1792. From the 17... 17- it's from the years of 1792 through... It's from 17, the 1792. 1750 BCE. So that's before... Uh, Isis... Crisis... Egg. Eggs. Eggs hatched. Easter. Yeah. Before Christ's Easter. Before Christ's Easter, eggs hatched. And there are 300 codes. Let me... Let me just read a couple of them for you, if I could. Oh, yeah. If a tavern keeper, feminine, it's only a woman tavern keeper, does not accept corn but takes money, the price of the drink is less than that of the corn, she shall be convicted and thrown into the water. Is this real? Yeah. Okay, I'll read it. She's thrown into the water. A couple other ones. The son strikes his father, his hands shall be hewn off. Hewn? Hewn. hewn. If what a does man, that mean? If a man knock out the teeth of his equal, his teeth shall be knocked out. If a, slave, a lot of it is an eye for an eye. That's a tooth for a, a tooth. If a slave says to his master, you are not my master, and they convict him, his master shall cut off his ear. So, you know, oh, there's a lot of, you know, really, this uh, this whole code seems to be uh, Where was just this? an excuse to just cut people's limbs off. Yeah, and also to hewn things. Yeah, apparently there were 300 laws written. And so I think if you're served stale non... Um, yeah, you can't cut I, anything I don't off. think you should cut people's yeah. limbs off, Greg. I think that's... Uh, can we can we just uh, on our final episode here just say that's not appropriate? Yeah, I think the main thing is if you get some stale non, first step is ask for new non. Mm, yeah. Second step is cut off the ears and the left buttock of those who have served thy stale non. What if you've served stale non on death row? Then you can keep sending it back. But that's haven't I also blessing. said this? Non is better than bread, even if it's stale. I'd rather have stale non. Mm-hmm. Than fresh bread. Yeah, I believe you have said that. And I'd rather have stale bread than no non at all. I think you said that in the book of Miller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah also Miller's in the book code. of Miller, a lot of people don't know Miller's this. Code. If one is to take another's nose, their nose shall be hewn off and soon to their chin. So you literally will cut off their nose and sew it to their chin. <laughs> and then... Thy shalt call the other old nose chin. <laughs> if a barber without the knowledge of his master cut the sign of a slave on a slave not to be sold, the hands of the barber shall be cut off. It's a very, it's a very mean-spirited society. And what's going I bet on they with didn't these get barbers along with that are cutting? They just don't cut anything into anybody. Yeah. I, just cut the hair. 
These people did not get along well with their neighbors. I think that's true. Devang Parekh, um, at D-E-V-A-N-G-P-A-R-E-K-H-2. What's a good answer to the job interview? Why did you decide to apply for the company when really it's just a money and a job? That's the answer he has. It's money and a job. I think in a job interview, it's important just to say something like, I have a lot of free time on my hands, and I need a place to steal some shit. <laughs> you know? I need paper clips I and need folders. paper clips, post-it notes, folders. Here's what I say. You know, I, I don't, you never want to be honest. You never want to say it's for the money and the benefits or whatever mm-hmm, you're saying. Mm-hmm. So what I always say is they say, what is your reason for applying this corporation? And I say the same damn reason you stay here every day. Because you love it. Because it means something to you. And because meaning is about as scarce as water for a cactus. And then you present them with a redwood. And say, there's going to need a lot more water than a cactus. But I'm going to need a lot more money than most applicants. Now open up that ass. Let's see that squanus. Oh, God. You can't see a squanus. If you're actively involved in a squanus. You can feel a squanus. You can feel it. Yeah, that's really it is. It's ass. I don't think you want to uh, encourage an open anal during um, an interview. That's That's actually how I've gotten every job that I've gotten. Really? Yeah. Of course, all of them were for uh, different porn movies. No, pornographic tapes. It's for for a corporation that primarily centered on uh, passing ping pong balls without the use of hands, (laughs) mouth, or feet. Those are all for the porn on Laserdisc that you've. uh, I, Are there any porns on Laserdisc? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, that would be a I actually have a Laserdisc porn where this guy comes in, he's got his his snippers found its way through the center of a Laserdisc. <laughs> and somebody says, well, that's the shiniest record I've ever seen. And he goes, wait till you see when I have to flip it over to see the second half of the movie. <laughs> and that's some severe Laserdisc references. I mean, if yeah. you don't know what we're talking about when I say Laserdisc... Yeah. You're not going to like that laser yeah. dick joke. I mean, I go back to our eight track tape episode. Uh, you know, we, we do do some references that some people. Don't I hate to get nostalgic. Yeah, about the. Let's move on to Cal at Gun Barrel Daryl. Good name. Should I trust a lawyer with birds in his office? A lawyer with birds in his office. Gun Barrel Daryl. Here's the first thing. Um, your name is Gun Barrel Daryl, so you're going to be seeing lawyers with a name like that, right? A lot, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of encouraging that. It's a weird thing to be named Daryl and choose the the pseudonym Gun Barrel. Mm. Well, his real name is Cal. And that's weird, too. Who is like, my name's Cal, but I go by Daryl. Gun, Gun Barrel Daryl. Yeah. His last my, name might be Daryl. Or it might be Gun. Cal Daryl? Mm-hmm. Cal Daryl. Hi, my name's <laughs> Cal Daryl. None of me makes sense. <laughs> My first name's an abbreviation of the state of California, and my second name rhymes with gun barrel. <laughs> I should trust a lawyer with birds in his office. I say no. First of all, yeah. we know birds can talk, so they're going to repeat stuff. They not only that they have wings; they can fly your information. And if they got a canary. That means that there might be a gas leak. They're just waiting for this. Yeah, mind I, don't, I don't want. I, I don't want anyone with parrots or any kind of animal. I don't want any reptiles. Uh, in an office uh, of they're a lawyer. Already, they're already kind of, you know, lawyers are already a little reptilian. Yeah, I don't want uh, a condor. Never, never, I don't want a condor. No. Never trust a lawyer with a cobra. No. The cobra. 
What about though? What animals would you want to see? I think a koala bear would make me feel comfortable. Uh, I'd love a lawyer that has a little koala, koala. bear in his lap. Little koala bear. You know, he's feeding him eucalyptus leaves. And yeah. He's saying, now tell me, tell me from your perspective. Yeah. See, that would make me feel at home. A three-toed sloth. Might, uh, really? Yeah, hanging from a little tree in the corner. I think that'd be kind of interesting. A bonsai tree, perhaps? A bonsai tree, perhaps. Uh, I like, I like a, I mean, I feel like a, a lawyer with a ferret is kind of suspect. Yeah, I wouldn't want but that. A, a but ferret a, on a leash. A lawyer with a badger, to me, is like, okay, I can see your legal style already, right? What if these animals Badgering are... the witness. <laughs> Badger koala, like a fox. Koala bearing the witness. That's where you just come up and give them little tiny licks on their face and then give them a little eucalyptus. Yeah. Thing. See, I think I think it could be really useful to have a, a, a lawyer with a koala bear, um, a giraffe, if there was room. I was going to say, those are really tall ceilings. What if there's a viewing area and he has a giraffe <laughs> behind his office? I think that would be exciting. Now, before we finish talking about the legal fees, I'd like you to step into my viewing room. The ceilings are over 15 feet tall now. I keep about three or four giraffes just to put my clients at ease. <laughs> And we know they shouldn't have a tip jar. No. Uh, you don't want a lawyer with a tip jar. You don't want a lawyer with a tip jar. You also don't want a lawyer who has a, uh, you know, sort of a barista station. Mm. You don't want to be with a lawyer who's like, can I get you a half-calf decaf latte? And then he kind of spends, it's like, why is he spending so much time making coffees? Mm-hmm. I don't think a lawyer's office should have a closet bigger than the office itself. That's always dangerous. Yeah. Especially if that closet has another couple lawyers working in it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I uh, never trust a lawyer uh, who's all hat and there's no sign of any cattle around. Uh, yeah, like a cowboy hat. Likewise, yeah. don't trust anybody who's all cattle and no hat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I got a ton of cattle. And I would saying, not. Don't you ever even have mm, one hat? For any kind of trial law, I would not use a lawyer with a coonskin cap. Never. Yeah, that would, that would make me really. A lawyer with a rugby shirt that on the front says, don't take no shit, but still give a couple. Yeah. Give a couple turds. I would not use a lawyer that used the phrase, more cushion for the pushing. No. I would not use a lawyer that said that. Never trust a lawyer who puts his, his hand out to shake your hands and goes, whoop, you know, bring, brings it away real quick and goes, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Or one that has a whoopee cushion that you sit on. Never trust a lawyer who uh, says, hey, what's that? Points at your chest. And then when you look down, he points at his and there's just mustard caked. <laughs> All over, just weeks of mustard caked all over his rugby shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't trust a lawyer who, when I say, uh, you know, I I understand your legal fees. uh, How long are you willing to work on this case? Mm -hmm. Never trust a lawyer who puts on a little Christina Aguilera and lip syncs for an hour and a half. I would not trust a lawyer who has a framed caricature of himself (laughs) behind him. Who keeps pointing up at it with his thumb going, that's me. You see this? (laughs) That's this guy. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. My mom says I have a, a an elongated chin. <laughs> Tell it to this guy. I would not uh, trust a lawyer who was pre-elongated when I walked in. I would not trust that. A, would make me very uncomfortable. I don't trust a lawyer that at the, towards the end of the meeting, your initial meeting, he pulls off a mask and it's his same face underneath. <laughs> he was wearing a mask of his own face yeah. and he says, "Still here." Yeah, I would not trust a lawyer with a tattoo that he showed me on his stomach. With a elongated penis. I wouldn't trust a lawyer with a tattoo on his stomach that says, check round back. And then, <laughs> and then around back around the... is a tattoo on his lower back that says, did you see the front? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't trust a lawyer that's putting mascara on while he's talking to you. <laughs> Wait a second. That was sexist. And I don't trust a lawyer that snorts. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust a lawyer that snorts cocaine out of one nostril. Yeah. And then in the other, he blows out black tar heroin. <laughs> Okay, now it got kind of dark. Don't you think? Yeah. How many lava lamps would you trust in a lawyer's office? I think one maximum limit. They would have to actually mention it. They'd have to say, hey, you see this lava lamp? Because if if you walk in and a lawyer has two lava lamps and they're not like on parallel sides of the desk, there's maybe one in the entryway and one right in front of them. Yeah. But conversely, and this may be a little weird, if a lawyer has over 10 lava lamps, that's a... What if? What if? That's I, the lava lamp legal yeah, limit. That's the limit. That's the jackpot. I would not trust a lawyer with a coffee table uh, that was, uh, and he also what uses a desk with a coffee table uh, that's the uh, Frogger uh, crof- coffee table. Remember the uh, the uh, the game Frogger? The, the game Frogger, and that's his coffee table slash desk. Is the arcade game? Is the arcade game? Yeah, Frogger. I think for sure. Would, you, would that make you nervous? I wouldn't trust a lawyer who periodically, throughout your initial conversation, <laughs> says. Give me a second. I'm playing Call of Duty. <laughs> I don't trust a lawyer who puts his feet up on the desk and then walks away only to reveal that the feet were mannequin legs. <laughs> uh, well, these are all lawyers uh, that, I, that I've that i met and would not use. Yeah, I mean, yeah. My, my father, yeah, he's a lawyer. I, you know, I, I don't trust a lawyer who has a unibrow. Yeah, no, you can't do that. Well, I'm not done, you know, yeah. because that would that actually would be sexist. Yeah, there are a lot of women with single brows. Yeah, but I, I I wouldn't trust a lawyer who has a unibrow and then at the end of the meeting he says, "This is my forehead beard." <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust a lawyer with a soundproof office. I don't, and I also don't trust a, a lawyer who has their own banjo player <laughs> that sits behind the door. Like you don't notice them at first, but they're sitting. Behind the, As the, door the door closes, it you reveals them. Yeah, reveals they have a banjo player. Uh, <coughs> Likewise, if a lawyer has a mandolin player, I trust him. But not if the mandolin player has a banjo player sitting atop his shoulders. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. That's a tall ceiling too. Usually, there's a draft in those yeah. offices. I, I don't trust a lawyer who, when you look down, you notice he's actually exercising uh, with a thigh master as you speak. <laughs> I don't trust that type of lawyer. I don't trust a lawyer who it seems like he's uh, receiving fellatio under the desk. <laughs> but then when From you, the koala bear. Then you peek down there, it's a koala bear, and he's got eucalyptus stick. <laughs> Long John Silvers, we're glad you bought us. Oh, yes. Long John Silvers, our final episode. I don't trust a lawyer. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That'd be a um, good t-shirt. I don't yeah, trust a lawyer. Yeah, good t-shirt. I don't who. trust a lawyer. Yeah. Um, I'm going to move it along. We're, we're going to do a few more. Yeah, let's do and, a few more uh, maskers. A few more maskers. Thanks, guys. Wasn't that a moment so much when fun. I, I, I'd like everybody to stop for a second and mm-hmm. ask themselves, how many times did they say to themselves listening to the podcast, is this the end of the lawyer run? Yeah. And, and that's really how you can tell what kind of person you are. If you said it once, you're a trusting person mm-hmm. who's open to new experiences and I, I would consider a friend. If you said it two to four times... Maybe you need to reevaluate. Are you really having a lot of fun at new social experiences? Mm-hmm. Are you are you trying new things? Are you open to getting the thing on the menu that that you you haven't gotten before? 
And if I'd say if you're over five times, if you said, when is this lawyer thing going to end? Yeah. I think you really, you're in the shitter. You know, you really, you fucked it. You know, <laughs> if you don't know that you're at rock bottom, you are. And hopefully yeah. someone can tell you. I think I'd start going to meetings. I think a lot of people. I'd start with a six step program because there's no goddamn way you're going to make it all 12. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people went through phases. I think, uh, I think some people say, when is this lawyer thing going to end? You know? And then it didn't, and then they, and they, they started to enjoy it, it for a second, sure, and then sure. they realized they still hated it. So I think that's and isn't progress. that isn't that kind of what life is like? You know, don't you know this lawyer thing? I think in, in the end is is more of an analogy for what life is like. Don't we always say, "Is this it? Is this right. this is going to keep going well, on?" There's a on? book called "The Seven Stages of Highly Effective People." Yeah, and there were seven stages. The first three are getting bite. fellatio from a koala. <laughs> There were seven stages of the, to the lawyer bit, and some people didn't make it all the way to the end. And if you didn't, if you turned off the podcast halfway through the lawyer thing because you said, you know, oh, I can't, I can't handle any more of this yeah. lawyer stuff, then you're not listening right now. And I will say, sir, fuck you. Mm-hmm. This is part of the lawyer bit, by the way, this yeah. discussion of the lawyer bit. You know, when you climb Mount Fuji, they, <laughs> uh, they, they give you a, a – they, they put a notch on your stick as you go higher, and you have to keep yeah. getting notches on your stick. And the lawyer bit uh, had seven such notches. And once you've, if you reach the end of the lawyer riff, I think you really have reached the top of the Mount Fuji of, uh, of lawyer of bits. Runs yeah. about w- what kind of lawyers you shouldn't trust. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, we're, I've, I've got a couple more I have to get yeah, to because these people, let's do it. They mean so much to me. Lisa Peterson at Peterson Lisa. Uh, eating a family-sized bag of chips alone in one sitting. Accomplishment? I don't think so. I think here's there the thing. There isn't anything else? Yeah, there is it. She wants to know that's an accomplishment. Now, here's the thing. I have a new theory of food. Mm. I noticed, I was eating carrots the other day. There's a moment when you're eating something healthy that you can no longer eat another bite. Right. It stops you. You don't have to use any willpower. Yeah. You can no longer eat another bite of carrots. Right. That doesn't happen with food that tastes good. Now, your body yeah. keeps saying, let's keep getting down. I, I don't think it's an accomplishment. I think you should be, you know, maybe you're, you need to watch your portion size. That being said, I've eaten a family-sized portion of chips in front of a starving family. Yeah. And that's an accomplishment. <laughs> that's an accomplishment. I mean, that's really saying. Yeah. It's like, you know, Twix. I was on, a, I was on an island, and uh, we were both starving. We'd been on a carnival cruise, and uh, <laughs> there was so much fecal matter in the hallways that we slid right off of the boat <laughs> and onto an island. And, uh, you know, it, it seemed to us that uh, there would be, you know, some sort of rescue attempt mm-hmm. uh, the following day. And all we had left to eat was a Twix. Mm. And uh, I was in possession of the Twix. And the the gentleman that I was with, his name was Burbina. Burbina. <laughs> Burbina turned to me and said, well, give me one of those Twix. And I said, sure. And then I ate both of them. And I said, Twix, two for me, none for... And he choked. He choked me until I passed out. He was rescued. And I had to stay on that island eating crabgrass. <laughs> For about uh, two and a half more months. Uh, wow, it's a terrible story. Yeah, that really was that. That, that was a a, a, a ter- te- terrible story. It was a terrible story. It there was. were different tiers of how terrible it was. Yeah, yeah. I don't trust a lawyer who, when I walk in <laughs> to his uh, 
his office there, he's actually reaching into a large sack of potatoes and eating them raw, one by one. I don't trust the lawyer. (laughs) When I walk in, he's in the, the seat facing away from me, and he goes... I've been expecting you. And the seat turns around and it's another back of a seat. <laughs> uh, okay, well, so yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to make a book. I, I'd like to make a book. I, I don't want to write it. I want to make it. You've got to bind it yourself. And I'll bind it myself and it, it'll be called uh, The Food That Tastes Bad Diet. Okay? What is that? And, well, you just open it up and inside it just says, if it tastes good... Don't eat it. Because really, it's that simple. If you eat things that taste bad, you're going to stay fairly slender. Look at Gandhi. Yeah. He just could not get his hands on a McDonald's burger or a McFlurry Toblerone. Toblerone. Do you honestly think that Gandhi would have done that whole fasting thing if the McFlurry Toblerone was available to him? Well, I think so because of the, it was an ideal, ideological Oh, no. He it. couldn't get his hands on a McFlurry. You think that was the... No, I don't. Okay. I'm not going to sit here on our final podcast God. and uh, throw stones at Gandhi. I don't trust a lawyer who's in a glass office and you walk in, he's throwing stones, but they end up being styrofoam stones. <laughs> a glass office. That's like a glassel. That is like a glassel. Like a glass castle. It would be nice. It would be nice in it's this our glophus. final podcast. It's a glass It would be nice. It's called a glass It's in, a glass office. In this, our final podcast... Um, it would be nice. I don't know. It would be nice to uh, to call back everything that we've ever done. That we've ever done. But well, I think now here's one. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. You about to say I, I have something. I need to tell you. Okay, you just tell me in a second. One, one or two more. Um, this is one. Michael K. I'm not at, proud of what I'm going to say. At Mike K. <laughs> please, he says I'm pretty spatoinkered. How long until I start seeing the sweet city lights of Yonderville now, again? The city lights of Yonderville are not sweet. It's Yonderland, no, for it's one Yonderland, thing. And, and no you one's don't ever, want to see it. You don't want to see it. You, no one's ever been to Yonderland. Uh, another person, Damon Vatsluton, uh, at Notorious DJV, writes, I'm so drunk already, I can't even remember what to call it. Persnonkered? Puffsnicker? Jesus fucking Christ. Puffsnicker? Puffsnicker? Who's like, boy, I'm real puffsnickered? I'm really getting pissed off here. Yeah, that's when you've been smoking It's Snickers. very simple, people. It's toinkered. Spittoinkered, you can hang out in Spittoinkerville, and then you see the sitting lights of Yonderland. Oh, and Yonderland. those are the options. Now, what was the first guy's name? Um, Michael K. He says, I'm pretty spattoinkered. He spelled it wrong. I'm very what? offended by this. And then what was the guy before that? Uh, Damon Vansluten. Vatsluten or Vans? Vansluten. God damn it. I thought you said Vatsluten, and then I was going to say a lot of times in grade school, people were like... <laughs> What's Damon doing again? Well, that's Luton. You know, that's Luton. What do you expect? But his name's Vans Luton. Yeah. So yeah. It just, it couldn't have worked less. So guys, get it right. I know you like to drink and stuff, and we all support drinking on this podcast, but let's make sure we get it right. And just hang out in Toinker. You know, get Toinkered or hang out in Spit Toinkerville. You can you be Spit Toinkered. You can hang out in Spit Toinkerville. You, you, but no one sees, sees anything beyond the city lights of Yonderland. Don't claim you've been yeah, there. If you really, really see the city lights of Yonderland, then you'll know that it's Yonderland. You won't think yeah. it's Yonderville. I mean, it's not a good yeah. experience. No, it's not good. One last one. And then I once projectile vomited into the mouth of another woman who was projectile vomiting into my mouth. 
That's the only time I've seen the city lights of Yonderland. <laughs> and that's something you don't want to see when you enter a lawyer's office. That happening. I don't trust any lawyer <laughs> that, that is I walk in and he is projectile vomiting into my mouth as he tells me he's not doing this pro bono. <laughs> I was thinking into a clown's mouth. But either way, last one, Pugnacious Jones. At Pugnacious Jones. And by the way, sorry to all the people we didn't get to your maskers. We will get to them. Uh, well, the people from the uh, uh, Long John Silver's podcast will well, get to Cash, them. I last one. Um, just a sec, buddy. Jesus. Would you rather be required? Or no, here it is. Wouldn't it be funny to, if I hired a professional clown to crash my funeral? Um, I don't know. I don't think that's a great idea. I don't I think, think so. And why not get an amateur clown? You're already dead. You're not I, around. I'm going to have Michael McDonald at my funeral i'm hoping i keep forgetting i'm gonna have michael mcdonald for mad tv at mine never be the same stewart really yeah how's that gonna play out um look 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 what i can do right isn't that what it is oh yeah look what i can do look what i can do yeah yeah. oh okay okay he's gonna look what i can do and then he's gonna get in the casket with me uh, see, I think the best person to be at your, it's in Mark Twain, I think the best person to be at your funeral is yourself. If you can swing it where you, you know, you have your own funeral. And you're and there to see you're it. You're there to see it. I think that's where I you I thought you it. meant the best person to have at your funeral is Mark Twain, which mm-hmm. I think would be amazing too. I don't, per- I don't really trust a, uh, lawyer that goes to a funeral and projectile vomits <laughs> into the casket. Into the casket. I don't, that would be a dead giveaway for me. No pun intended. No well, pun I think intended. fun was intended. Hey, buddy, was what, what did you want to tell me? I'm Christ really getting curious. Gosh, What's I going just... on? What's up, buddy? You seem like all of a sudden you're losing well, your speed. What's look, up, bud? What's happening? I've been drinking this whole podcast, and the reason is because I didn't want to say it in the beginning, but I think I blew the... What? I think I blew the long john. So what? what? Who the... What the... Who? What? Keep what? asking. Keep. What? How the? What? What yeah. the? Who the? Why what, the? Also, what, why? What, why the? How the? What happened? Why the? Why the? You there? I'll tell you why the. I think I blew the Long John Silver's deal. I was, I was celebrating, you know, that we. I was celebrating the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think I had too many crispy cod bites at the, at the carnival, at the carnival, and. Uh, L- LJS was there, Mr. Silver himself, old oh, Long Jesus. Jonathan. You were hanging out with you know, him? His full name is Long Jonathan. Really? So we were hanging out, we were celebrating the whole thing, and then, uh, I-, I-, I don't know, I don't know, H- halfway through, and I don't know how this happened, I think I was really drunk, but uh, we were talking and he said, so, ha- you know, Cash is telling me that 12 and a half million people are listening to this podcast and we want to reach a new demographic and we're trying to rebrand Long John Silver's. And I said, 12 and a half million? Try a little koala on that eucalyptus dick. <laughs> and then I pushed my pet koala into his crotch. You had one with you? You know, I didn't, but I had won one in okay. one of the car in the one milk the crate games. game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I, he didn't think that was funny. And he was like, what are you doing? And I slapped him with a flounder. You had a flounder too? Well, I had won that in another yeah, you, game. You don't fl- travel light, do you? No. I got about three suitcases full of fish. And, you know, look, long story short, this ended up being a terrible nightmare. I woke up in a cold sweat, turned to my side, and who was next to me in bed? 
Mrs. Long Joanna Silver. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I had had intercourse with his wife, Cash. Oh, my God. He burst in the doors. They're swinging doors. He burst in. The doors swung back. actually hit him. He fell backwards into the other room. Then he got up and pushed through the doors slower, let them swing backwards behind him. And he said, what are you doing? And before I could explain, Long Joanna said, it was his idea. It was his idea. And uh, oh my he called the whole damn thing off. Oh, my gosh. This is this is such a... I, I, I don't know what I to wish say. I guess, I, I'm sorry. Well, I'm let me, sorry to do this. Well, listen, buddy. Um, I guess I mean... The deal's off. And I don't know if you've spent much of your money, but he wants all the money back. And he says if he doesn't get it... He's going to send some Listen, we longshoremen to come and get us. I'm serious. I get the money back. I mean, I, look, uh, this cod piece isn't going anywhere. This golden yeah. cod piece. Here's the thing, buddy. More important than any of that. It's not about the money anyway. I didn't do the. But listen, bud. You, was she worth it? Uh, well, yeah. Hell yeah, man. I Yahtzee? Mean, oh, God. Yahtzee? I wanted to yell at Yahtzee <laughs> so bad. I did, but I said... Stick a flounder in my cap and call it mackerel. <laughs> well, it was worth it then. It was for This it. is a celebratory tale. Here's my question. We're going to keep doing the podcast. Can we keep doing the podcast? Let's keep doing it. We'll get another deal. Hey. Yeah. I hope so. All right, buddy. Will you Thanks have me on coming. again as a guest, even though I messed I, this I'd up? Loved, I'd love to have you, even though you completely ruined the multi-million dollar deal that I was depending on Let's for the be rest fair. of my life. It was $2 million. Was yeah, $2. yeah, multi. Yeah, it was yeah. more than one. Multi. One more than uh, one million. Yeah. But you know what, buddy? It's worth it. And, and I appreciate it. If you had a little Yahtzee moment, if you had a you know, macaroni <laughs> moment. <laughs> it was a mackerel moment. <laughs> I had a mackerel moment. Stick that flounder in my cap. My fisherman's hey, cap. Listen, it was a captain's hat. Thank you to all the maskers. And check out our uh, our comedy performances. I'm going to be in uh, next. Uh, this I'm going to be in uh, Grand Rapids. He's coming up at a festival. What's it called? Yeah, it's called uh, Gilda's Laugh Fest. It's in Grand and Rapids, April 11th through the 13th. I'll be at the Skyline Comedy Cafe in Appleton, Wisconsin. If you live within four states, make the trip. It won't be worth it, but it's good to get out. Really use yeah. your car. Yeah. Oh, and check out. I just did Aisha T- Tyler's podcast. And she's an old friend of mine, and uh, there's some funny stories. I get to be the guest on that show. And I just the did guest. Aisha Taylor's podcast. Aisha, and that's uh, just a guy I know who refuses to allow anybody to call him anything but Aisha. His name's <laughs> Rob. Uh, thanks for coming, buddy. Thank you, man. We'll you I'm sorry about the old JS. It's thing. okay, man. It's worth it. Now leaving Nerdist.com.